Today's episode with Matt Stone and Trey Parker is brought to you by SeatGeek. That's our presenting sponsor. Find the best tickets for hockey, basketball, Hamilton, MLB, MLS, whatever. I have SeatGeek on my phone. It is by far the easiest way to shop for the best tickets. Thanks to the revolutionary grading system, buy and sell tickets in two taps on your phone. Two taps. Everything fully guaranteed. Try it out. Download the SeatGeek app today. Or go right to SeatGeek.com. We're also brought to you by Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. That is our new gambling podcast with our old friend, the Cuz. Cousin Sal, subscribe now on iTunes. It launched this week. Go listen to it. Get some gambling advice. So much good gambling going on right now. Uh, Thanks to everybody out there who helped us win not just one, but two Webby Awards for Best Sports Podcast. We won for uh, Best Sports Podcast and the People's Choice for Sports Podcast. So thank you for that. We're going to talk to Matt and Trey. We taped this, I think, two weeks ago. And um, it's a really good one. I've had Matt on the podcast before, but not them together. So here it is. Finally, Matt and Trey. All right, we're taping this sometime in April. Matt Stone, Trey Parker. We've Matt and I have done a pod before. Yes, we did one. Which out I think of your, it was like five, six years ago at my house. Yeah, back you, in the days before I even your had dining a little, room. Yeah, yeah, it was like a little <laughs> office. You loved was. it though. I did. I mean, I liked the. It was. It kind of seemed like you know, it was early in your podcasting career. I it think. was, and uh, it definitely. Um, and maybe I'll regret saying this even right now, but. I don't know, Trey and I are used to doing press and you can hear when we go and do something that's like a live TV or something. Yeah. We, we've got our little stupid shtick down mm-hmm. so much. It's like Trey goes first and then I go and then he cracks a joke or I go first, then he goes, then I go. You know what I mean? Right. And we know how to talk in sound bites. Like seven and, minute interviews. Oh, like 45 second interviews. Right? Yeah. Or, if, you, know, you know, you know that you can, they're going to use only 15 seconds. So we talk in these 15 second cheesy things just because we've been doing it for so long and we're just want to get out of there but i think the podcast with you is the first time i like just sitting down and it felt really weird and natural weird and i felt like it was like natu- a religious experience for you talk. yeah i was like yeah, wow. I was like, oh my god that wasn't painful i've never like, I liked like an interview before I was being honest for once yeah <laughs> the first yeah. time i met you guys you were at jimmy kimmel's show i was writing for him <laughs> it was like oh three it was a couple months in lorenzo lamas was on jeff ross was on that's right yeah and lorenzo lamas was at the height of his are you hot or not fame his second, the second yeah, round of yeah, Lamas round, and then uh, and you guys just started fucking with him. I think you farted. I think you <laughs> farted. I farted him. him. You farted <laughs> up, and he got pissed off. Yeah, he like actually kind of wanted to that? fight you. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> he seriously wanted to throw down. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Those were the but days. It's magnificent. Yeah, yeah. those that, were the days. We've grown up quite a bit since yeah. then. <laughs> Let's talk about. Uh, well, I mean, this seat that last season, you're right in the season, season twenty. And then things start changing on the fly as you're writing it. And yet you're trapped yeah, you can sort this, of tell watching it. You're trapped yeah. to the story arc that you think is going to have this conclusion. And then all of a sudden we have a yeah. different president than it we sort, thought. It started the season before that because we, we did a show where it was sort of about Trump when he was just sort of like throwing his name around as someone yeah. to, to get it in. It was in the Republican primary. And yeah, and it was just basically like, okay, well, we should we should do this while it's happening before he goes away. 
And, and so we did our whole Trump show and we thought, okay, well, we're done with that, you know? And then, you know, we go into this season and it was just like, oh man, okay, this is still going on. So, and, and since we had made one of our characters, basically Trump, we had to like keep servicing that, you know, and we, we, we wanted him to be back and be a school teacher again, but, but unfortunately the American public wanted him to be president. Yeah, we, so. Yeah. so when do you start writing that season? At that point, do you know that he's going to be the candidate? We we did oh yeah we didn't start writing season twenty until August oh so or until, yeah, yeah until yeah until yeah August. oh yeah no it was it was on by then and like Trey said in, we did actually one of our probably darkest and most like I don't know what would you call it um uh you know one of our darker episodes uh, about Trump basically in September two thousand fifteen. And at the time, we were a little like, you know, you get caught with wanting to make fun of something that's actually happening. And then with that guy, like giving him the fucking pleasure of it, that you just don't want to do that. So we got eventually we just did it. And we did it in September 2015. And like Trey said, that became Garrison became our Trump. And we thought we could just kind of. But like, that, season, that season was really like about the political correctness. and all Yeah, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Trump's like this side plot. It was like a little yeah. side plot, yeah. but it trapped, like Trey said, it trapped us in this internal logic where Garrison was Trump. Yeah. And then we felt this we had loyalty to that. Yeah. So then we showed up in, in, in uh, August and right by then, yeah, he was the candidate and it was on the conventions that already happened. Yeah. And so we started writing. And so we had been kicking, so that was happening and we'd been kicking around this idea for a couple of years with uh, Vernon Chapman and Bill Hader about doing something about a troll, uh, internet troll, just then a guy. And the, the, the concept was a guy who's kind of like Tom Hanks, you know, uh, and then he goes downstairs and turns into a troll. Then he comes upstairs and he's Tom Hanks. And he goes, you know, he's like actually a good family man. But what? who is this guy? Like, why yeah. would you be a... So we had that idea. And then Trump came along. So we kind of had to... We started talking about all these... these Wait, uh, hold on. Freeze that for things. a second. So the internet troll idea, how does yeah. that happen? Because I've seen, I've been lucky enough to be in that room. It's not many people. No. And so was just, yeah. how do you get fixated on that? And like, oh, we're going to blow that out. And this is what we should do. I mean, it was a while ago we started talking about trolling, I think. And, yeah. and it was really about like, but it was also about just, you know, in being a troll and, and like in the sense of just being a provocateur. Yeah. And that's why we really like the idea of that. Like this guy really took himself seriously as a troll in terms of an artist and like, no, I'm, I'm actually doing something <laughs> that's important for society and whatever. It's kind of right. like us, you know, talking about ourselves and like, yeah. you know, trying to justify what we do. And, uh, and and then that all started started relating to Trump too, you know, because it was just like and and you know a few months ago we started we did some interviews where we said, um, you know, we're we're just not going to make fun of there's, you can't make fun of Trump like it's its own com he's doing his own comedy there's like we can't we can't top his comedy, and people took it to mean you know people uh, some people thought that we we meant like, you know, we're going to back off of him because of other reasons, but it it really was just you know, whether it's a troll or us or or uh trump it's it's you know pushing buttons and making people have this big reaction it, there is some value to that there it is you know it is interesting <laughs> right. it, but i don't think as a president it's a, it's the best thing to have right. i think it should be done by comedians you know and yeah. and uh uh but um you know that's sort of what we were kind of saying was kind of like leave the comedy to us you know like you don't yeah we tried we tried to we talked about the season sort of being why we're different than trolls. And I, and it was, I think it was part of it was, was, was like watching the world change in a way when this is like, everyone's talked about this. This is not an original thought, but that, 
2016 is the day that the year the trolls came off the comment sections into the world, right? Yeah. And so, and we felt that too at the at the time, and and it was kind of important to us to say, well, what's different about what we do? Because there's a spectrum here of comedy and meanness and taking the piss out of people. And I think that Trey and I, it was interesting because Trey, and I, we wanted to justify our existence, but there's also I see in a lot of internet culture and trolls, like I there is something there is something. Um, I, I I I recognize a piece of myself in that, and I recognize a piece what of like, piece, the pushing buttons part, the part mm-hmm. like Trey yeah. said, like part of comedy and part of especially where we started is flipping off the principle. You know, it's like just flipping or or saying something that shouldn't be said, and then you can, you know, get yourself out of it. Like great 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 comedy can do that, right? Yeah. Like I just watched the Dave Chappelle special last night. Last night, last night on Netflix, he does that multiple times, where he drives into like territory. You're like oof. And you know, it's just pushing. It's using prov- provocation. Louis C.K. likes to do it too. He's using provocation for an artistic reason, right? And so, we started. They started season twenty. Like, well, we have to separate ourselves from that. But we also recognize that, like, there's a common thread here, which is like, you, you know, you don't want you don't want Trey and I. You don't want Cartman jumping out of frame, if in as much as Cartman represents some id portion of us. It's like, and that's funny. We can all laugh, but like that guy, you don't want that guy running actually. Like running for president or or running your new or actually you're listening him for news. Right. Right. Or you're listening, you know, so it was it was it was a crazy it was the first time last last season was the first time I can say that I came in. I don't know what Trey kind of but I mean, as we start talking, it was the first season I came in and I was like uh, pessimistic about the world. I think it was the oh, first wow. time. Yeah. Even there, there in was, August, because in, in August, August, nobody thought Trump was going to win. Yeah, and I, I mean, I got I got convinced of that too later. But I was just I was so depressed about the whole rise yeah. and about on what it said about our our their country and our country's political processes. Even to get to that point seemed to me like, mm-hmm. and that, I mean, there's a lot to talk about unpack there. But just in general, it just depressed me. Like, oh shit, we may not make it. Like this this fucking thing may just fall apart. You know, it was interesting because uh, the year before you guys were kind of invigorated by that season nineteen and the whole yeah. PC subplot. Because it was something that stuck in your craw, and you felt like very few people could go there. And you guys did the whole season. Well, but it was also it was yeah. easy because it was just it was about us. It was about okay, where do we fit in now? Right. And you know, the, the actually the whole the whole way that season started was we got together in the room after you know our break, and and we got in saying, man, things feel different now. You know, it's like I don't think we could make fun of Caitlyn Jenner. I think we would get. I think it, we'd be done if if, if yeah. we did that. And we're like, yeah, and like that's just like, like. Well, and then we started saying, well, that's messed up. Like, like that, we really for the first time felt like, man, we can't do that. We will get in way too big a trouble. So we, of course, that's a like we always big concession did. for you guys. Yeah, no, no, no but, but like everybody. we always do. Then we started going, okay, well, how could we do it? <laughs> and and, and uh, you know, it was just uh, what, what was funny to me was. Uh, what was funny to us was um, that that it was right at the time when all the stuff about her uh, killing someone in the car had just happened mm-hmm. yeah. and how that was just all being completely lo- It was like, you couldn't even say that. It's like, you couldn't even say, well, she did kill someone in a car. It was like, Oh dude, you, you hate, you know, you hate anyone that's not just totally male or female. You know what right. I mean? Like, and so, so, <laughs> it started going okay well we can't make fun of her but let's maybe we make fun of the fact that we can't make fun of her and that started that first episode and then by episode two we had her just running over people in her car <laughs> <laughs> 
so we kind of yeah just we gained it. we gained the confidence <laughs> found somehow deep down found the confidence yeah to do it yeah but that that was also season 19 was invigorating because we found this real sweet spot for us of serialization which was serialized but not too much because we don't we can't plan out enough ahead yeah and we just had a really great time keeping the stuff from last week that we liked getting new stuff and kind of rolling it together and being really freeform about it and then in season 20 that's where we decided like well let's take this another step and we have this kind of idea about a troll what if we what if we really dr- tease that out over a whole season and um and i'll say i was number one i was totally in favor of that i thought it'd be awesome and we wanted to be i mean and i have to like i'll admit that like what we talked about like well this is season 20 like let's do something extra special you know what i mean and something that will set it apart so all those years hard all those years you'd never thought about (laughs) you'd never really thought about serialization until the last no, couple. because we had no. never. I mean, yeah. Part of part of the beauty of it, and part of what I'm excited to get back to probably next season is, you know, part South Park is really a thing where we show up on Thursday morning and we go, okay, what are we doing this week? Yeah, you know, and it's and it's and it, the the energy of that is is a huge thing. It's it's really more like it's a it's a Saturday Night Live schedule that we kind of have. You know, we all get in the room knowing that in a week there's going to be a show on the air and we've got nothing right now. You know, so it's 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 really like the energy of kind of like the things we're interested in that week. And, you know, it just, it, it really, it just suits us and it just is what South park is. And so for us, there was a lot of times where last season trying, having this thing where we knew where we were going, we thought it was going to be great. We're like, Oh my God, the season's like for the first time, we know, we know what happens in show seven, you know, for, for to some degree, but it actually, it was way harder than any, it was the hardest season we've ever done. Yeah, it was, it was hard. One of the reasons is because it locked us into a certain tone. So we couldn't do like a really goofy, absurdist, surreal show. There's certain comedic tones and we get a switch. So some yeah. shows are doing a different tone and then we're kind of locked into a certain tone and that kind of drug us down because we just wanted to get out of it, I think. Yeah. You know, we just were <laughs> like, okay, let's just forget about this. But we had bought off on it. You, you guys kind of sound half demoralized about it. It, it was even a, now. It was, it was. It was demoralizing, and I think part of it you can watch the you, if you watch the season if you get that far, like season. And I think you just said show seven. I think that was the sh- the night of the election, and us like everybody else, like we had a whole sweet show figured out with Hillary Clinton winning, and then we had to like at eight p.m. L.A. time look at we're like holy shit we have to go, and we had to rip the whole thing apart, put the whole thing back together, and it's. It wobbles. It's not. Sure How much footing. time did you have at that point? Six hours. Like uh, no, like yeah, with twelve. I mean, to fit in by the time we worked yeah. to like, but I mean to get everything in for animation. Yeah, Trey's right. We just ripped it apart and just like did this thing, and it was so hard to rip up half of it or two thirds of it or how much two was thirds it? of it? Probably two thirds of it or just keep scenes. The keep scenes. The night the of. The night of. No, the night of. Like eight. I'm sorry, we had I, the whole show done. I read that and I never totally believed it. I always figured you had uh, like back. That, oh, that's, no, that's, really that's like, like that. I mean, when I say it's a Santa Life schedule, it really, it really is because we, you know, Tuesday for us, um, since the show airs on Wednesday, Tuesday is our big it's the day that everything gets yeah. fin- finalized. And not even, you know, on Monday, there's half a show. We don't even know we don't know what the ending is. We don't know what the beginning. You know, we we there's you know, people that watched the South Park on Monday night would be completely astounded that there, of how little there is, you know, and <laughs> what little we sense actually do on Tuesday is insane. And so we actually, um, and so it was Tuesday night of the election. Yeah, but that, that was like we Tuesday, were, like 10 o'clock. 
Yeah, I think, I think it was about eight. About eight or nine. We eight started, or nine you knew. Eight or yeah. nine, we're like, and we were texting people on the East Coast who seemed like they knew, and we were like, fuck. And so, and we, so started, we had a bunch of, you know, first of all, yeah. we were saying, look, let's just, let's just be black for 30 minutes, you know, and yeah. just be like, that's kind of our statement. You know, it's just like, we have- We messed up. We messed up, we have nothing to say. <laughs> Um, because what's so funny is that, you know, we, we had, we'd been through so many election years with the show. We've been doing the show for 20 years. So we've been through, you know, a ton of elections and we, we've done other election shows where we called who was going to win it. And it's very easy. All we would do is go to we'll see what the Vegas odds were, right? Like, like Vegas knows. We just bet with the majority, like, you know, and Vegas, Vegas was giving, the... you know, with Obama, Vegas was giving, you know, 10 to one odds. We're like, okay, well, let's just do a Obama show. And with this too, they were giving Hillary, like, you know, eight to, we're like, Vegas has eight to one. Come on, eight to one. We're good. You know? so it's true, but I'm, I have a math degree. And so I know why that's flawed. So. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're trying to hedge both sides. My uh, friend because you just got to roll the dice. It, just because, it, you know, one of the times it'll come up the other right. way, you yeah. know. We bet we had a parlay <laughs> from August of the Pats winning the AFC East. Oh, wow. Parlayed with Hillary Clinton, which I was very uh, proud of because I like when it's team, human beings, mm -hmm. sports, real life. Yeah, kind of yeah, bets. yeah. And we had all these opportunities to go against it because, you know, after the after the grabbing by the pussy, that whole disaster. Yeah, yeah. that was, was the day. He was like yeah. he was like eight to one underdog yeah. at that point for like that was a week. Yeah. I never. I, I honestly. And we were like, no, do we hedge? Nah, nah, screw it. We don't honestly, have to. I swear to you, I the two best sleep nights of sleep I've gotten in the last year were the night after the grab by the pussy thing. So I was like, Oh good. I just went it's, to bed. That yeah. Night. It's over. Yeah. And then after the second debate where I was like, Oh, it was like, yeah. that was a different day. I think. And I was like, well, they're right around each other. Yeah. And I was like, so that's what I mean. Is like, I actually, I stressed out a bunch early and then I got, and then I got complacent in the last like month. Cause I, I mean, when we, we started, when season, yeah, everybody did. When we started, when we started the season, it was very much like, well, we can't avoid this thing that's happening. You know, we got to put that front and center Trump and and that kind of stuff. But but then by, like Trey said, but we we like everybody else. We're like, look at the odds. Look at Vegas is saying. You know what yeah. I mean? So we just made a call. And you can feel that. That's what I'm saying. You can feel that. That's where the the season kind of like something happened. And yeah. you know, and then from then on, we never kind of catch our catch our. We never quite got it back in order. And I think part of it is because just the there are these like low lying assumptions for comedy because we have a lot of stuff going on we started a lot of stuff in the season like men versus women jj abrams and american decadence and all these big themes and all of a sudden it was like oh we were on the other maybe these are the opposite of what we thought or you know what i mean yeah. um in the hillary clinton episode that we were going to air i don't remember it but i it was pretty much like okay she wins but shit still sucks because yeah you know what i mean this it's still not good just because that happened um so it was like then well, we had, then what I'm saying is like, then I'm looking at myself that night going, well, this is way fucking worse. Like what, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm talking about, about that responsibility for that. We started feeling like what's different than a, what's different than what, where are we different than a troll or where are we different yeah. than somebody? You know what I mean? Cause what would the thing we were making fun of, even though I think we had done it, we had already done our piece about Trump. It felt like, and we were trying to service that during the show we were also making fun of something else that ended up losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the election. And so then you're like, oh man, I sure like making fun of those people. You know what I mean? But now they lost in this election. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Let's take a quick break to talk about SoFi. If you've worked hard to get the career you want, SoFi is here to offer easy savings on the student loans that helped you get there. If you've taken out student loans to invest in yourself and your career. SoFi wants to help out. Attending college and following your passions is an investment. 
with student debt, it can be quite the burden. I know a couple people who have been just murdered by student debt. SoFi is in the business of helping you pay off student debt faster. As the leader in student loan refinancing, SoFi refinances federal and private student loans to save its members an average of 22359 total for an average monthly savings of $288. Depending on your eligibility, SoFi pays off all your existing student loans. It gives you one new loan with a lower interest rate, no origination fees, no catch. Whole application is fast and easy. It can be done online, and they have a great support call. Support team, too, that is one phone call away. Hey, it's a simple idea. You worked hard to get where you are. SoFi wants to help you focus less on debt, more on the future. Guess what? You get a $100 welcome bonus when you refinance at SoFi.com slash BS. That's S-O-F-I.com slash BS. Terms and conditions apply. See SoFi.com slash legal. Loans originated by SoFi Lending Corp. California Finance Lender Law License Number 6054612. NMLS ID Number 11216. Three six back to Matt and Trey. So when you started season twenty, you were giving it to Hillary too, which I thought was interesting. I mean the Hillary proxy, like that. You know, most people are like Trump, 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 and a lot of people weren't really tweaking Hillary as much because, you know, everybody who's in well, this position. Well, what, what was funny was that that we where we were going with the whole thing because it was all really about how the girls have been slighted and and for us you know girls have been marginalized in south park too just because of, yeah we do all the voices and it's hard for us to even get you know to have people come in at three in the morning and change all the lines like we do but um you know what's we were heading down this whole path of here's this big boy girl war going on and everyone thinks okay well hooray hillary's going to be president and that means that Bill Clinton is the first gentleman. No. You know what I mean? And it was just like that, that to us was just like the most ironic, coolest thing to focus on was right. that like, okay, there you go. You win. He's, he's officially the first gentleman. How do you feel girls? You know? And, and, uh, yeah. and, and that's where the whole season was going. And that's what really got, you know, torn apart at the, because not only did we, yeah, we you know, we that. had to, we had to have Garrett. We couldn't have Garrison was supposed to come back and just start teaching again and, and all this stuff. And we were just now just, we were locked in, you know, yeah, there was this, this other, there was this, like what really fueled the season two, which is fine. I just remember this was really, is I came in completely worked up about two film reviews. One was the star Wars force awakens. Is that what it is? Yeah. Right. Force awakens review in the New York times, which was good positive review and the ghostbusters reboot review in the New York Times. So this is like the dumbest, smallest thing to get mad about in the whole world. But I just, but this is what really fueled the entire season more than anything. <laughs> it was like, you know, cause like we started, like it's just a, to go back to the, like the, the, where we started, it was filmmaking. Right. And so we like Trey and I started, we, we drove with our friends to Sundance. Like we started as independent filmmakers and that combined with just a general sense of like, you say you don't care about reviews, but like when you do a film or like the musical with Book of Mormon, when you spend that many years on something and then you have some, you know, hallowed journal, give it a good review. I don't care. You know, it's like, I do care about that. Right. And I've had good versions of that and bad versions of that. Right. And so there's just this to just read a good, it was in the, <laughs> both of them were in the New York times and both of them were good. And that just started us up again, not it's kind of about the movies, but also about what's wrong with what's wrong. Like we've like the, and I'm talking about the elite. I'm talking about the tastemakers. I'm talking about the people who should know better. I'm talking, I'm being a snob here when I say 
the new Star Wars movie does not get a good review in the New York Times, in my world. That just does not happen. That's not a grown-up movie that gets grown-up reviews <laughs> in a grown-up thing, right? And I liked, and I liked the movie. I thought it had amazing acting, and I don't want to sit here and badmouth that, but this is like lab-grown meat, you know what I mean? This is a secondary derivative of something that was from 40 years ago. In fact, in a lot of ways, it's like the same movie as 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then with Ghostbusters, it was like, Here's this pretty shitty movie with, again, with a lot of talented people, which makes it even worse, not better. It's not more excusable that it has talented people. It's worse. And then the review in the New York Times for that was women are funny. What is it? Girls, girls rule. Women are funny. Something get over it. it. And so that's where that's where the Cartman's, you know, so just get over it. And this is the New York Times now. So this is where our critical. This is why Trump. That was basically. And it wasn't so much J.J. Abrams is responsible for Trump. It was the same soft-headed thinking that would like that's our highest, our highest level of film reviewers start to play this little game, this jockeying game about like, oh, but there's women in it, and so it's part of this other thing. It's like, dude, that's a, a Ghostbusters. That's a yeah. shitty Ghostbusters remake. That doesn't get a good review. Like, what is wrong with this world? And that was like, and then we just were like, and then it, just because it's our show and we can do it, we said then Trump, and there we go, equals Trump. And so we're gonna make that. We're gonna cross this. How many how many plots over the last twenty years came from one of you two just walking into the room and being oh, fired up about something? Is that oh, 90%? those are the best ones. And it's the dumbest thing, you know. Yeah, like, it's like my wife. Better. My that's wife what, gets mad when I don't put the seat down. Oh yeah. man, that yeah. makes me mad. We're gonna go. But that's what was so funny was all the <laughs> Trump shit that was going on, and we're actually having the whole election year and everything. But really, weekly, what we're talking about is going. Yeah, dude, fuck Star Wars, man. Like, <laughs> like that, yeah, I mean, it's so, yeah. To me, yeah. I just about, I, I kept equating it to the Happy Days reunion special, where it's just like they would do that reunion thing where they get all the people back and they kind of do a half ass story, but it's all just about having people walk on a camera and having everyone clap for yeah. and everything. And that's exactly how the new Star Wars felt. It was just a reunion special. It was just a big, like, remember this? Remember that? Remember this? Remember that was that? where Memberberries you know, came from. Was like, that, remember this? Yeah. You know, that, isn't that great? That's remembering that. The cousin of that is, and I still support SNL, and I'm glad it exists. I I hate that they've embraced celebrities to the point where, if they if they're really killing somebody on the show, like whether it's celebrity or a politician or whoever, like Sarah Palin's the best example of it, right? Yeah. Like they're just mocking yeah. her, mocking her, mocking her. But then it always gets to the point where she comes on, she comes on, yeah. And yeah. then it's and it's like never the same after that. No. And I don't know how. Well, and it's that interesting, you know. And I think I think it's actually I, I think they're doing better than ever because of it. But you know, it's like now every week I'm seeing a headline about how SNL ripped on the Trump administration this week. You know, yeah. and they've become that show. They've yeah. become and and that that was the big the the part of the bummer for us about the season was we never intended we didn't want to make it a big Trump thing. And we thought it, we kept thinking it was going to go away and um, we didn't want to get caught up in, and and just being a political show. Cause there's plenty of good political comedy out there that we like to do. We like to dabble in that and do that one week, but then the next week we want to do fart jokes, you know, and whatever. And it's just like, we, we love to, like Matt was saying, you know, really change tones. And, um, and it's interesting cause now people are really expecting us, you know, that, okay, well, let's see how you, how you deal with Trump you know, this, this coming season. And it's like, there was no other president where it's like, you know, no one ever said, Oh, the new season's coming. How are you going to deal with Obama in this season? Yeah. You know, it just, it, it was never, we're not that show and we never were. It's just that somehow it's, it's, and I think because SNL now is just becoming known for that and that that's 
that's what gets picked up every week. It's hard. It's about, a, you know. it, I, what do you do if you're them? You know what I mean? Yeah. I was very, very what do glad. What you do if you're you? Well, I'm glad that we are just doing Part the Bill jokes. Simmons podcast today. Right. Like, we're not putting anything on the air right now. Yeah. And at the end of the last season, I, we needed to go. I was, we were both like so mm-hmm. exhausted and had nothing to say. We were like, I don't know. Like, we got to go away. So I, I don't envy people that had to like through that kind of tumult try to, you know, comedy people. And I know where their heads are at. Try to go on and be funny. Like See, right now, it'd be tough. I, I actually think have, it's hard. I think it's kind of comedy killing. See, like people come up to us all the time, like, "Oh man, you got so much good material," and I'm like, "I don't think it's that great a material." I don't it know. is the material. You can't. <laughs> I mean, it's just hard. You can't. Right. It's just the material. It. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, He's like, taken a little something, which is like that's like the button pushing. Yeah, it's like he takes that from you first, and then you can make fun of that. But it's like, well, fuck. I mean, yeah. what do you do? You know, you want to push the button. The comedian pushes the buttons. That's the natural order of things, you know. It's like what he does with the handshakes. He does pulls you through. When he pulls yeah, yeah. the handshake, he pulls the person toward him and they're <laughs> yeah. off balance. Yeah. That, that's basically what he's done to comedians. But yeah. I would argue, like what you're saying before about how, <laughs> you know, like the professionals, sometimes you need the professionals over like all the amateurs. Like this is the time when we would need the professionals more than anybody to try to make sense of what's going on and yeah, put some humor into it. But that's right. For us, the that there is this thing of like you're supposed. That's why we were trying at the end of the season to say we're we're funny. That's the only difference really between us and trolls is like that's because you got to be actually funny, and that just yeah. boils down. That's just a skill you have to. But this is a totally again snobby. <laughs> but that, there's no we couldn't figure out what the other what or at the end of the day, what the other thing is. I mean, there's just a there's a difference between creating. There just is a difference between creating a a box. To see, you know, to go up on stage with a mic on stage and do something than to perform it, right? In real life and think that, like, this is some, like, some Andy Kaufman, but, like, many times over, you know? Right. So, like, this is happening now with a few of those, like, Hulk Hogan did it, Alex Jones did it the other day in a lawsuit where they're actually in lawsuits where they're being sued as people say, no, 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 that's a character. Hulk Hogan is different than Hulk Hogan, you know what I mean? And this starts this kind of, you can see this happening with everyone being a star and being their own, you know, there, there's me and then there's real me. And you're just, it, it feels like we just recognize that the bit of it that's like the comedy provocateur that's, the, and we've like luckily channeled it into this thing that hopefully isn't, you know, bad mm. or whatever. But you can see that happening where now it's like, what, who, that's right. what's hard about the comedy of it is because people are taking it and living it. In the in the last twenty years, can you remember somebody who almost couldn't be parodied because he was a parody? Because I feel that way when I watch SNL. Yeah. Everybody loves the Alec Baldwin things. I to me, it's like I can't almost tell the difference between him and Trump. No, and it's not. Yeah, that's, yeah. But, that's but, why. but not in a like, fun way. It's just no, like, it's this like this is you, kind of what you, I'm watching anyway. If yeah. you have like a little monkey and it's running himself into the wall over and over, and you're like, well, that's funny. <laughs> But how am I going to make fun of the monkey running himself into the wall? <laughs> right. I can I can discuss the monkey running himself into the wall. I can like copy the monkey running into the wall, but nothing's funnier than the monkey just running himself <laughs> right. into the wall. Or if and I so if I flip off the principal and the principal flips me off back, like that's really funny. But I don't really don't know where to go from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I moon him and he moons me back. Like yeah. if he moons first, like oh fuck, like that's not yeah. where you want. That's that guy shouldn't be the principal. What were your options that night? So it's like Tuesday night, eight o'clock, and you know you have to blow up that that election show. What was on the table that you didn't go black. do? Well, go black was what we talked about. Um, Did you think airing about like the show doing? as is and just being like, sorry, you know, yeah. yeah, here it is. It's a document, you know, for history. We talked about that. We called Doug Herzog, 
And, you know, he was at the daily, sh- and we called him and said, you know, Doug, <laughs> some version of like, we can't get the show done. It's just really screwed up and sorry. And he was like, I forget what he said exactly because he talked to Ann, but he said, I'm at the Daily Show. Everyone's crying. I'll call you back, you know, or something yeah. like that. There was like, I mean, his world was like, yeah. everyone was coming to him saying, we can't do this tonight. Well, that's, and that's another piece of this too, is you have to figure out what a funny alternative is, but everybody's like shell-shocked. Well, and then we, we had to show up we Thursday morning like a, and start another one. Yeah. 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 No time to process. Yeah. And we were going to do like a little under construction shot, like just a, <laughs> just a, just a screen grab of just like, we're, we're working, working on the show. Yeah, be, be back you know, soon. Like, we thought that would be funny. And that, <laughs> technical difficulties. Yeah. But it was, it was also just, um, you know, but then it, it was like, we just got to the dry erase board and just started erasing shit and filling in and going, how can we line this all up to make it make sense? And we, you know, I think by around 9.30 or 10, we kind of had it figured out sort of that's like, okay, well, this would make sense. And, um, you know, it was interesting what Doug said too, was that, and he wasn't even necessarily really again. He's like, I think he was, would have been okay with us just going black. But the thing that it was also, I think nice for at least real diehard South Park fans to see that everything was still, you know, everyone was so shell shocked by that. And it was like, you didn't want to see that the world had changed. You wanted to be like, okay, this horrible thing has happened and he's been elected president. South Park's still on the air. The moon, the sun's still rising. You know what I mean? Like yeah. water's still clear. Like you, you just wanted to like feel like things were going to be. Yeah. Other people had to get up and go to work. It yeah. just was like how self-indulgent to be like, ah, oh, I don't know what to do. You know, yeah. that felt like lame, you know? So we. Is that so, could you have done that with the technology you had from like 97 to 2003? No, 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 no. What's no. like the first year you could have. Pulled off an all nighter and made a show. Yeah, four or five years ago, we got up. We can basically change. It it goes as fast as we can now. I'd say. I mean, you know, within reason. But yeah, we can do quite a bit now. What's the most ridiculous thing about how you did it? The show in '97 that you can't believe you did it that way now. God, we wrote it. We had to write ahead of time, so show would be in production for. You had emails back then, at least. Did we have that? Kind of. Yeah, we had these giant computers that that cost so much money that sucked super bad and everything took super long. Well, and if we wanted a crowd shot, you know, it's like, okay, this big thing happens in the middle of town and all the townspeople are there. That meant five people, right? Because each character is a piece of geometry that the the computer had to think about. And so uh, a crowd shot couldn't, couldn't, you know, you see those early shows and it's always like six people going like this, (laughs) the whole town. Yeah. No, it can do a lot. It can, it can go fast now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all digital, everything. Like, yeah, all digital. Yeah. Everything's like in some computer. Everything's in one building and goes. everything's done in one building start to finish. All the sound, all the recording, all the animation, all the post, everything. And the process has stayed pretty much the same since day one. You have your trusted little inner circle. You go have a retreat, bat around ideas. Yeah, I mean, even that's kind of not even the, the, the real, like sometimes... And we're talking about doing it again. Last year, we didn't, last two years, we didn't do it. We we just started. We just got into the building 10 days before the first what show. Movie, and what said, dumb little go. movie thing are you mad about? Yeah, That's how like, it usually okay. starts. What's what going dumb on, little movie what's thing going are you in mad about? on in the world that we really need to discuss? And it's like, Star Wars wasn't that good. <laughs> and everyone thinks, everyone's talking that it was amazing. And it was just, it just wasn't that good. And that's, that's really what we were trying to base the entire season around. And uh, it is crazy how long we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. You know, that that it's it really is a show up Thursday, 
th throw some things at the board, you know, and, and, and maybe by Friday you start to see a little bit of animation hopefully. And, uh, it, it's such a it, it's such a sculpting show, you know. It's never a show that it's like, okay, we start here, we go there, we go here, we go here. It's always like, here's a really funny scene. I don't know if that's the beginning of the show. I don't know if that's the middle. I don't know if that's the end. But here's a funny thing, and here's a funny thing, and here's a funny thing, and then we'll start to mold it and go, oh, this is Kyle's story. This is Kyle's the one who we're tracking here, and it's his emotion that's going to take us through the show. And then by Sunday, Monday is when it really starts to become, you know, a show. Um, and then Tuesday is all about <laughs> rescuing it and trying to get something compromising, you know, compromising, falling and, in love with it, falling out of love yeah, with it, and, you yeah. know, that whole cutting stuff. Do you, and you must have some inherent thing in your head for exactly how long, like that. What is yeah, it? Well, it's 20 commercials. That's 22, 22 minutes and it's 15 no. seconds. Yeah. And it's right there. I can on the write a column now where I almost know exactly how many words it is by that. I don't even have to look at the thing. Yeah. I and you kind of like know that, too, right? like our pay, like a scene is basically a minute long, which means two pages, which I, right. I know like, okay, if I've handed off two pages and I know that that's ba and that that's about a minute long scene and South Park is really made up of minute long scenes. And then a few, here and there, a few two and three minute long scenes, but not many. And Vernon's been in the inner circle the longest. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, I mean, a lot of the times this whole season was just you and me and Vernon Chapman. Yep. Um, and then Bill Hader's been joining us when he can. He's also, you know, just so busy. Um, yeah, that's a problem because he's just yeah. doing stuff. He's just yeah. it's like making movies. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, both things. both Vernon and Bill are really just really busy guys. They have their own stuff going so when we can all get together that's super fun and then every once in a while we have someone come in for a little guest like right with us for a week kind of thing yeah. but it's just usually it's just me trey and vernon yeah and hater seems like he likes coming back just because it like keeps his chops fresh or something oh i don't know we just laugh a bunch when i mean yeah and it's been the, great. The, the yeah. i mean like, he just Park, loves it it's it's fun it's a fun place to be on thursday yeah yeah and 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 friday Friday can be kind of fun too. <laughs> it's just that when it actually becomes like, oh fuck, okay, we got Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, that's that's not so fun. But I remember you you came in that you know the show. I think it was the first, it was the first episode of season nineteen. It was Tom right? Brady, you and we were doing the, mean to him. I we feel were like doing I had blood the, in my hands. We were doing the Cartman Tom Brady stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now you feel bad because he was exonerated. Right? Should, was he? You should I go back. You, so yeah, change no, that. Because no, you guys both changed that in the stream. No, Train Bill had a nice argument you. about that that day, and yeah, I just I felt right. like Deflate Train lost like, the argument. No. <laughs> no, I was right. There's no. no evidence whatsoever, and you besmirched a great man. He's the greatest a quarterback dirty, of all time. lying cheater. <laughs> He's a dirty lying cheater. No so, evidence I think whatsoever. Deflate Gate bummed out Trey as much as anything I've ever seen bummed out. just 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 kind of like that thing of like just like you know the. The Statue of Liberty of football just crying. It's yeah, just like yeah. there's something just like you just see this loss of innocence, which they like. But then what happened with the Peyton Manning, the HGH, but it was really for his wife that none of that stuff bothered No, you? that was all a lie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. yeah. Trey's a Broncos fan. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quick break to talk about Mother's Day. Sending flowers. Such a great way to tell your mom, your wife, or whoever that you care on Mother's Day. So it stinks whenever those flower companies or stores don't care about you. Like when you're stuck with hidden fees that leave you with a bigger bill than you expected, or you sent flowers that show up looking different than pictures pictured, it stinks. Thankfully, the Books Company offers fully transparent pricing, an easy shopping experience, and an incredible selection of flowers starting at forty dollars, including free delivery on weekdays when you register with an email address. Each book is sustainably farmed 
comes straight from grower to customer, meaning flowers last longer and cost less. Plus, they take customer service very seriously. So if they make a mistake, they'll make it right. This year, show every mom in your life that you care with flowers from the Books Company and a special offer to my listeners and for my listeners, for and to my listeners. You can order now and get 20% off. Hurry, flowers will sell out. I promise you, do not wait. Visit books.com and enter code BILL for 20% off your Mother's Day purchase. That is B-O-U-Q-S.com. Code Bill. 20% off your Mother's Day purchase at checkout. Back to Matt and Trey. They called me out of the blue. NFL Films called me out of the blue and said uh, they wanted me to do, which I think Alec Baldwin does usually, the the voiceover for the Broncos winning season. What? Two years ago. So that whole thing of like, DeMarcus Ware was sure that he was in trouble that week, you know, and that kind of stuff. It was pretty awesome. And it was, but it was like, I didn't know how they did that or Wait, whatever. did you they, actually do it? And I did it, yeah. So if you if you look up the Bronco, the NFL films, you know, Broncos winning, Super Bowl winning season, it's, it's I'm narrating it. You should have made up names. So, <laughs> yeah, totally. So-and-so. So... So you narrate the Broncos Super Bowl video, and yeah. then you besmirch the great Tom Brady. I think you should be villain He's a liar and a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but it was. Pre- I mean, I, I, I mean, I even have to admit that that you know, what that last Super Bowl, watching watching that and watching them oh, like come this. out and and Uh-oh. just and just being like. <laughs> Like they must have lied and cheated on levels that we we can't even think like we're not even aware of. Like to be able to to have that kind of comeback is like man, you're you're just lying and cheating on another level. That's just like you know. So right? I watched that game a few times, <laughs> and uh, it's it as his history will remember it as as an incredible loss as much as yeah. an incredible win. Like when you really watch it to blow a twenty five point lead. In basically a quarter and a half is yeah. almost impossible. Yeah, Super Bowl. yeah. yeah. yeah like that Atlanta just lost. They just kept like pounding, pounding, like just go. Let's not stop being aggressive and all that stuff. Yeah. And it was just, it was the one thing you couldn't do. They yeah. actually should have been passive. Yeah, and not done it. But anyway, yeah. I think I think the Brady case is unassailable. Brady Manning is not an argument anymore. <laughs> no, I, that I, could be season I, I twenty-one right there. That was season twenty-one. You know what I'm <laughs> just, really mad about? Go, just walk into the room and start <laughs> screaming about it. So, what happens with season twenty-one? Uh, we don't know. I mean, I think I like you heard Trey say we definitely are. You just wait it out. Yeah, and we're we're. I think we're we're gonna just we're not coming in with any big serialized thing, but we'll do what we did in season nineteen, which was fun, which was try to do a great episode and then let anything that's cool live and. We call it like serialized. It's like live. It's like serialized light or something. Yeah. Right. Like sort of serialized, sort of not. All right, we have to but it's also it. funny because it's it's like you know, and and even my family members, you know, are just like, wow, you know, waiting to see what Trump's going to do. And I, like I said, it's just like, you know, that's never what the show was about. And for me, it's I'm I'm excited to get back to Cartman dressing up like a robot and messing with brothers. Like to me, that's that's yeah. the shit that I really like doing. And and um. You know, we're known as being a satirical and political show, but the truth is on any given season, we might have one big political show. Yeah. You know, or, or and, and and the rest is all, you know, Queef Sisters and well, stuff I can like tell that. You, yeah. I can tell you my nine-year-old son isn't watching for the politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And and I'm sure he's watching for the Queefs. We aren't either. And no, that's he's, why. he's watching half because it's funny as hell and half because he shouldn't be watching it. Yeah, and yeah. When you're a little kid, that's... You want to watch the show when your parents come in. They're like, why are you watching that? 
Yeah. And then that's it. That's like the forbidden well, fruit. Well, that's what and we them all I, out at this There point. were so many times this last season that we'd be, we were sitting there in the editing room watching this political stuff. And all I wanted was to get back to Queef Sisters. I just wanted a couple Queefs in Looking there. Looking out the window queef. longingly. queefs. <laughs> 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 don't you think that a lot of kids, don't you think there's this like rite of passage now, which is probably other shows, not just South Park, but now that the internet more as I'm talking about, is that now it's like, okay, you can watch South Park. And that turns into 270 shows. You'd sit there and just mainline them. Yeah over and over i think there's this like a lot of kids do that where they just get and they just watch 70 in a row or something like that so south park's really if this is a video game it's probably the final level for the parents to get to south park you mean yeah you gotta go through some of the some of the low level (laughs) maybe not as pushing the envelope shows and then you get there but uh it's so far we'll we'll see how it goes because it's so far for my daughter it's worked pretty well because she she's three and a half and she she does Ike's voice, right? And Ike was pretty <laughs> foul mouth this season, but she gets it. She knows that she, the only reason you swear is to make money, right? She's like basically <laughs> like it's like you can't say those words unless it's to make money, hmm. and and she totally gets that. See, so. Trump gets that too. That's what we're saying. <laughs> See, that's fine if it's part of a TV show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my whole philosophy with comedy is I'd rather start way early than too late. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I want my kids to have a sense of humor and I want them to watch this stuff. And I I think the difference between when you guys, I mean, there's so many differences between season one and season 20, but the fact that people can just catch up on 20 seasons like this is insane. Crazy. Think about that. Like even in what, 2003. Yeah. You guys have what you're seven years in. Yeah. There's no way people could have watched any of them unless Comedy Central is running a marathon or something. And and it's after being because it's been so long, it's been 20 years. It's like, there are literally shows that we'll sit down and watch and do not remember at all. And we've written and directed every episode ourselves. It's, but it's just like, we'll, we'll seriously sit there and watch it and be like, Whoa, that's (laughs) That's not cool. That's not cool. (laughs) You know? And, 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 uh, it's, 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 it's interesting because it, and, and we actually get in trouble now because it's been 20 years that we, we'll actually sit there in the room and come up with this great idea for a show and be like, Oh my God, this sounds familiar. I think the Simpsons did this. And then we're like, no, 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 we did it. And oh like, we'll, God. we'll literally have yeah. ideas now that we're like, Oh, we can't do that. We did that 15 years ago. And, and so it's, it's getting yeah, or three months harder. ago. It's yeah. it just, yeah, it is hard to find. Is there stuff you did uh, like, especially in the first 10 years that you're like, Oh my God, we could, there's no way in hell we could do that now. No, no and I think it's, it's just the other the, way. Yeah, it's the other way around where it's just like, oh my, you know, the first few years are just embarrassing to watch, you know, and being like, because I think the movie, the South Park movie is where we really learned to write, you know, and before that, we what were What year just, was that? 99. 99, yeah. And we uh, learned to write in 99. Yeah, we learned to write in 99. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of couldn't do it until then. Um, so when did it hit its stride then, you think? Oh, I think like season six, six, seven, seven eight, nine, and I think that's probably where most people think. You both that. said season six, yeah. Season, yeah. I was going to say not the first few, but I then there's like started, we moved. We our offices moved from one building to another bu- building, and the first episode we did was called "Good Times with Weapons," where we did this anime thing with right, the, uh, and it was sort of the, I don't know, that whole season was really good. Yeah, I mean, people, that's like the Simpsons hit like about a groove about then too, didn't they? Yeah. It was another like the best. You you get this kind of like that. I think that's where you hit her. Get a groove, and then we hit another like, and then we kind of have to start playing like, bring back sports like an old, you know, to kind of like we go outside out and groove. get our outside shot going a little bit different. <laughs> we'll check our does change our game. Some of it have to do with how much other stuff you're doing at the same time too. I, it does. Does it does that? But better. also, I, I don't know. No, 
I mean, a little bit, but like we did Book of Mormon just kind of in the off seasons. A lot yeah. of it has to do with like just getting old. And what we talk about is being parents more than kids because we both have kids now and being middle-aged. Like the, the shit we're bitching about is middle-aged stuff. And so the parents, and especially like Randy that Trey plays, they've, there's a lot of shows now about the parents. About Randy, yeah. It's, when it's the funny because- And something we realize this year is there's no teenagers in South Park. There's no like, yeah. we, we have kids- we have kids and we have adults. We don't have any <laughs> teens yeah. or twenty somethings. There's just kids and then their parents. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And when it, you know the first seasons of South Park, it's me doing an impersonation of my dad, is Randy, and now it's just me. I just talk, and it's just that's just Randy's voice because it's just like it, 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 it's so much fun. I so much I so much more now. When we started the show, I related to Stan, and I was supposed to be Stan, and Matt was supposed to be Kyle, and. And now I just completely relate to Randy, you know, and it's just like that. He was why he keeps coming in every episode. It's like, well, what's Randy going to do? Oh, we'd you say, yeah, that's good. We have a grandpa in there too. So yeah. Yeah. We're going to get some grandpa characters in there. Well, normally when you get older, that could be dangerous for comedy. But for this show, it sounds like it flipped. It kind of flipped it in a way that was good. If you want to keep the show going. Yeah. It's like, you have to, it has to be, you know, we've, we've never tried to kind of, say okay well what do people want to see you know it's always been about our little group and and the the six people that are sitting in the in the editing room watching it like that's it's all about making that group laugh yeah and so um and and that entire group has gotten older and so <laughs> so you know the shit that makes them laugh is all more family stuff than it is you know <laughs> did you think about getting like some somebody who's like 25 in that room you know, just we, for a we, different voice. And it, well, it was definitely, you know, and you watch like how the Simpsons have done it and they've, you know, they just bring in new writers. They bring in a whole new people that, that run the show and that, uh, and it, and it's just like to us, like South Park wasn't that. And because we like to equate every, every season to like an album and every show is a song on the album. It's like, we, yeah. we, we like to be able to look back and say, oh, here's where we were at in our lives. Right. And, um, so for better or for worse, you know, I, I don't think we'd ever do that. The Simpsons. I don't mean thing like we, like hand it off. I meant just, just getting just somebody young in, in, in the room. I just don't think they'd laugh at the same shit. <laughs> well, although all we, we still just different laugh at Queef sisters, you know. As long as they, it's the Queef sisters test we give. Them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you bring in like some twenty four year old. He's just on his device the whole time. He's not yeah, really interacting yeah. with you guys. Just yeah, down. I mean, it's, we do like in the last two seasons with the PC principal season and then with season twenty. You know, the feeling of getting old is definitely worked into both of those things of like, well, we might as well, you know, like the PC principal thing is like, that's us there. There's the, he's, he's bitching at the town saying, look at you, look at this. Cause it's like, we had this town that was so old and so like, like even last year when we, we did season 19, there was a big whole foods thing because it became like our grocery stores, like doesn't resemble any grocery store that I've been in, in 10 years. Cause <laughs> right. we've been on TV for so long. And even the serialization thing is like, it's only because we started TV in 97, which there was no serialization. You just had sitcom. Yeah. So it's just like grappling with getting old. And then even in season 20, it's just talking about like, well, here we are bitching about how there's no good artwork being made. And here we're in our 20th season. Like we're still <laughs> sticking around more with you. No, is this us too? You know? So like, I like that part of it. Um, it seems to make the show better, like in the last few years, just acknowledging our old, our old, you know what I mean? Right. When did you guys different. feel like you got to the point? I think you and I talked about this on our last podcast when certain creative people reach a point where you can just get away with more. You know, and I think you guys are yeah, definitely no, we, there. Howard realized, Stern's definitely there. Right, like right. Chappelle, it's and so those, weird. No, those we, two Netflix specials, Chappelle said stuff in that that. 
just most people wouldn't be able to say. You couldn't say unless you were him. Yeah. Yeah. He's earned it. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe we've earned it or not, but like, he's like, Chappelle's earned earned it. it. Like, you know, you you do, and you get grandfathered in (laughs) to whatever generation, you know, you just like, we get our, we have our nineties generation grandfather clause, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You earn it. You're around It was just funny. It was, it was, I remember, you know, I think early two thousands, you know, reading about certain people that were getting in trouble for things we they said, and I'm like, wow, we said that like two years ago, and and and, and you know, it just became a thing where it's like to say for someone to come out and say, hey, I was really offended by this thing I saw in South Park, just doesn't. It's a weird thing. Like to say. right away, you're like, yeah. well, shut up. You know what I mean? Like, right. of course, that was that's the point. <laughs> What's funny is Barkley used to be in this group, but yeah. I feel like yeah. people have turned on Barkley in the last year. Now they get mad when he says stuff. Yeah. And he gets in well, trouble that's part five of what that's a year. Yeah, the PC what? principal thing, though, too, is we really felt like it was going to turn on. Uh, and we still feel like it might. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, oh, we're still will. waiting. Any oh, it has. And it now. has. And we just, yeah, yeah we just try to ignore it. But yeah, I'm sure if you look somewhere, it's turned on us. No, I don't think it's turned on you where like, uh, yeah. oh, those guys can't say that. I think you, you do have a little bit of liberty. No, we definitely have liberty. Stuff. There's yeah. no question. But I just, I still think there's a, there's another wave coming <laughs> of, of these young kids, you know, coming out of college now that are going to be like, fuck you. You can't say that. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but you so. said, you said South Park wasn't a political show and I agree with you, but it's an American show and it's, it kind of reflects whatever is going on in America at the time, which I think is what makes it special. So I would say, even though you're not a political show, America is really fucking strange right now. Yeah, which creatively is a good thing for you guys. Once you once you kind of pull out of it and just kind of look at it levitating above and trying to figure out what to do, I would say that's creatively going to be. It fun. is, and it's just like yeah. the the problem is we can get we can get too hung up in that, and because the truth is, when South Park works its best, we think and we feel is is when Cartman and Butters have a problem they're dealing with. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it really is. It's it's still very character driven. And I, and I feel like, you know, I, I, you know, we've, we've, we've got some great characters that, that really, when it is just an emotional problem that everyone can relate to, and especially a problem of like, oh yeah, I remember that about being a kid. And, and that's, what's nice and still universal at least is that, you know, it's hard for, you know, it was always about us remembering our childhoods that brought up a lot of these stories about, and now kids today live in such a completely different world, but you know, yeah, we're having a hard time telling even like stories of like even cell phones have changed the way yeah. people like, I'm. Mean, this is not super original either, but we're having a hard time in the, in the writer's room, tell a story in the age of cell phones. If you put a cell phone in the kid's hand, you're like, well, that's how they would do that now. Right. And even writing dramatic scenes is like, if you walk around outside, you'll see these people, like everyone's just looking at their phone. And some of those people are actually going through incredibly incredible. They're learning their mom's cancer diagnosis is right. X or they're getting broken up with, or something really profound and the in this entire you know what that scene should be in a movie when you learn about your mom's cancer diagnosis and it shouldn't be looking at a screen but that's actually where it's happening yeah today and so it's like I, we're, we're like what that in in trying to like have the show age but not too much and keep these dramatic things it's just it's a it's a trip and that's where like a lot of the shows so we had a whole season like two seasons ago everything was about tech and it wasn't that we tried to do that. It's that, that we couldn't think of anything else that was possibly going on. Um, but I, I, what, I was, what I was trying to answer was that what you asked was, it is, it's sometimes you got to find the, the balance between trying to do something big thematically, and, but also don't get too high on that. Like, you know what I mean? 
too too up your own ass about it too because you can smell that coming from a mile away so we always try to do like okay that's where like i'm mad about ghostbusters now let's yeah. tease that out to a giant theme but at least part most of the show that's that that's that stuff is just us is what we're actually thinking about you know i feel like i would walk into the room if i was part of the inner circle complaining about all the people on social media who are telling me sending links and telling me what to what to read and how to feel about all this stuff i've muted almost everybody on twitter facebook all that stuff who who throws the politics stuff at me because it's like i can't take it anymore yeah you can't live your life no yeah no i just like (laughs) i have all my i know where to find news like i do this for a living i know where to find things i don't i don't really need help on my facebook feed i don't need to be lectured or preached to yeah (laughs) you know i know how i feel yeah yeah it's not it's not it's i forget where maybe it was snl i forget where it was but somebody had a joke about you know oh i never never realized that this was bad until this mom and my parent support group told me you know right and it's like oh thank you thank you for shedding some light on this issue for me (laughs) three in the afternoon on my facebook feed i don't know see i can't imagine i don't i don't have an online life like that at all i don't like i i I have email and that's it i have email and text and i'm I'm buried that's, and buried in emails and texts. Yeah. And emails I can't, and texts you know. are enough. Uh, it's just like, it's great. Yeah. I like Facebook because I look looking at pictures of my friends' kids. Yeah, yeah. That's keeping that's up with really, that. I think Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's really that's just, really about it. I don't understand how people keep up with all that stuff. I like people who do Twitter and Facebook and everything. I just like I said. I'm just well. The thing that well. our generation, like you know, the younger generation, can do the four things at once, which I'm always envious of. Yeah. They they can have people can. I have all these people yeah. in the ringer. I've talked about this on a pod before. Like they, they can listen to a podcast and edit stories at the same time. And they're two completely different things. Right, somebody's talking in their ear. They're listening. To, they listen to this podcast right now, but they're also editing a story. And then they're on email and they're on. Wow. They're they're doing all these things. And like, nope. I think our generation, it's like impossible. No, We're, we, we can do one, that. maybe two things. Yeah, and that's it. But this next one, and then there's even a difference between like. I would say 29 to 31, but then like 23 to 26, like this guy, where- Who's editing? People, so he's editing something Tate. right now. Tate's yeah. what, 24? Yeah, yeah, he's seven writing things. a novel right now. <laughs> Tate's so mixing an album. Country. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the younger ones who just grew up with, like they never knew life without email, anything. And yeah. They always were distracted. Like I flew, today I flew cross country with my kids. I mean, think about what flying cross country with your kids was like 20 years ago. Yeah. Without iPads. Without iPads, without on demand. Yeah. yeah. Just pressing a button and a movie comes up and that's what everybody's used to now. Yep. So to your point, like, yeah, how do you capture that in an elementary school cartoon setting? I don't know. It, it's just super boring. This is super boring. You know, look at people just look at screens. I mean, that's where yeah. actually everything's happening. It's not in the physical your, world. You know? Yeah, that should have been your well, episode it was a challenge with, with season yeah, 20. It was a challenge because that was part of, in talking about trolling and this internet troll, <laughs> so much of that's happening online. Yeah. But you're trying to just show the story that's just the guy having fun with Still it. You walking know, out of his basement. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think like Vernon said this thing, and I don't know if it was his or he got, but this is really Vernon Chapman said this thing when I was talking to him a couple weeks ago. Because, you know, we, 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 in season 20, we came up, we come up with our little thing that we want to say, our little theme, our little story, and we start hacking a little trail through the jungle, like we're hacking through it and finding our way. And then like a, 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 a paver just came and paved past us, you know what I yeah. mean? And so this whole idea of, troll, of trolling originally when we started season 20 was about the, the, the difference between anonymity and 
privacy that like part of the thing all these trolls hide behind and part of the bad amount of discourse online is people's anonymity right that they can just you know if you're basically anonymous you'll say whatever you want right which that's was cool we in thought. 97 we was cool yeah, which, yeah, was, yeah, yeah this is great it was cool and then it took over the world and then it just came out into the real physical universe that's where yeah. it felt like oh wow we were even talking about something smaller it was so crazy you know I don't understand like how I I don't, I don't understand personally how people can balance all that stuff just personally because I can't. But also I feel like the people that came up with Twitter and Facebook and not even that they're bad people, but they're dealing with a biblical amount of power and they have they're absolutely over in over their heads. And, you know, I don't think they're bad. I don't think they set out to control the world. But like I wouldn't want that. It's like that's an version of the nuclear suitcase. Like I would not want to be in the Facebook algorithm how do you go to work if you work in the Facebook algorithm place? You know what I mean? Not think like, hope I don't tweak something that, like, you know what I mean? Right. That, like sets off a, a, this in this country. And the, you know what I mean? And that, that's, that stuff's so really powerful. It's amazing. One last break to talk about Lyft. If you are looking for a ride share option that will get you there safely and with a smile on your face with Lyft, you can get a ride in minutes for less than the cost of a cab. Every Lyft driver fully vetted through their 10 point safety standard, including criminal and DMV background checks. You can tip them in the Lyft app, which obviously leads to happier and better drivers. Nine out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect five-star rating from the passenger. Every car has to pass a 19-point vehicle inspection for your safety and comfort. Lyft's new AMP device uses a color-coded system to help you find easily the right car. No more saying your name to the driver through a cracked window. It's also the fastest-growing rideshare app and the highest-rated one, as well as your buddy whenever you need a ride. Right now, Lyft is offering our listeners a special deal. Get three free rides for up to $10 each. That's up to a $30 value when you enter promo code Bill Simmons. That's my name. Download the free Lyft app today. Enter promo code Bill Simmons in the payment section. Three free rides up to $10 each. L-Y-F-T. Download the app. Try it out right now. Back to Matt and Trey. One of the things I check every day because I've been trying not to get inundated by stuff is if you on your Apple phone or your iPad, if you just swipe to the left, it's got like the top four news stories. Right. And I don't know how they pick them, but it's a nice reflection of whatever's happening, right? There's always a Trump story. Like we're taping this in the third week of April, but you know, the shooter, the guy, the shooter in Cleveland mm-hmm. who was on the loose, like yeah. that guy had a story. And it and it somehow picks the four, but I realize like whoever's picking that has an immense amount of power over my life. Yeah. See, I just tried it, and mine says couldn't load stories. So I. Oh, you probably <laughs> turned it off. I've, I've turned it off. Obviously. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna look at it right now. But <laughs> so I'm I'm not bothered. But yeah, like Zuckerberg, they had this Facebook thing today, and they asked him about um, the guy who killed somebody and showed it on Facebook, and he's like, yeah, you know this. Gave what, what what kind of answer he's going to give. Yeah, we're going to try to fix that. Like, that's terrible. We don't want people using our platform. <laughs> we're to fix that. Like, yeah, how do you, <laughs> yeah, how do you fix that? Yeah. If people could go live or put videos up. Yeah, right now the stories are uh, three killed in a shooting spree in Fresno. That's terrible. It's just the stuff you need to know. Trump military mm-hmm. strike. Russian bombers fly near Alaska. And then Hillary Clinton only has herself to blame for 2016 loss. <laughs> yep. Just the stuff you need to know. Fair, yeah. fair reflection. <laughs> I was wondering who to blame. For that. <laughs> a, oh, good. I looked at my iPad. <laughs> I know. Now I know it's who's in twenty years. Who is the maddest at you guys? In twenty years. In the last twenty years. Oh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn got really, really mad at us. Sean Penn. Yeah. yeah. For like, we made fun of him, Team America, and we made fun of him in something else, and he just got super duper mad. Like at he'll, us. He'll, he'll fight you, right? Sean he wrote Penn. us a letter. Yeah, he'll get in a fight with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
He wrote he, you a letter? Was funny. Yeah, he wrote us a letter, and but he it was so lame because he he wrote us a letter, but then he also what he gave the letter to like the he faxed reporter. he faxed it to he faxed it to us and he faxed it was fax by the way okay so there you go he faxed it to me or somebody faxed it to me and was like and i called you and i was reading it. i was like dude sean penn wrote us a letter this is exactly what happened and then i was and then i was like check it out and i started reading it aloud to you and then we started we're like this sounds like an open letter like this doesn't sound like he didn't and of course yeah. he'd sent it to uh, you know reporter, what I mean? He had sent it yeah. to Hollywood Reporter, but yeah. I was like, and we're like, oh my God, he sent us a letter. And then I was reading it, like, he didn't send it to us. Yeah. He sent it to us, you know. But what was funny was that, and apparently it was right after he'd seen the trailer for Team America, where he just knew that he was a puppet in Team America, but he hadn't seen the movie yet. So he didn't know that all, all Sean Penn ever says in Team America is, I've been to Iraq. I've been to Iraq. I've been to Iraq, right? <laughs> And and in the letter he writes, I've been to Iraq, <laughs> and it just made us laugh so fucking hard. Yeah, I'm trying awesome. to think if anybody else got mad at us. No, you must have run into some of these people that you've tweeted. Yeah, well, I mean, and teased. that's what you know. Early on, and especially like right after the South Park movie. Yeah, we like made right fun out with Baldwin. Movie. We had to. Like, we we oh, stood yeah. behind him at the Tonys or yeah. something. Yeah, but but we, you it know, was we, we got, we he was awkward, in, but he was nice. We used to get invited to Hollywood parties and like the the Vanity Fair Oscars party and all that. We'd get invited to all that and we don't get invited to anything anymore. I, I no, I've, we, we went the last, we went to one of those Vanity Fair, the, the Oscar party. We went a couple years in a row because just the, you, everybody there, you just know, like it's incredible the, the, the star power there. Yeah. We just sit in the middle of the room and have our drinks and stuff. And then we went one year and there was like, just a, like we just had something, there was like a, just a circle around us that no one was getting near us. <laughs> Like we had, <laughs> we had some That's when we realized quality. we had pissed enough. Yeah, we just were at the, yeah. Eric Idle came over and talked to us, yeah, I think. Yeah. And that was about it. And we're like, I think we've, uh, I think we got to go. I think people don't want to, it just felt like that, you know, felt like, oh. It's we'll probably the here. best thing for the show, right? To be a little bit on the outside. Well, that's the thing about SNL that you're talking about. And it's hard yeah. because you don't, when you hear, when you feel comedy's being chummy, it's like super weak. That's what I'm saying. Comedy always has like, a, a good comedy has like some, some kind of honesty and a lot of times meanness to it. Like just mean, you know. Right. It just is. And you when SNL so in its like, best moments has been there's been a mean edge to some yeah, of the sketches yeah. that and like really good com comedy that people can make it and make it likable and stuff, but it's a it's about like you don't want to feel that they're friends with the person they're making fun with fun with. Yeah. Fun of. That's not yeah. fun. But SNL has they're different. They have to be that way. You know what I mean? That I respect the hell out of them. I I, I even list the, to go on the to do what we do, which is basically what they do, and then at the end of our week Go live. Go live on television. That sounds crazy to me. Yeah. You know? As you guys got older, is it weird that you didn't change the process really? Is it because you're more you're just comfortable with it? Or no, do you we need just, the we'll energy of any, it? Every, every, every <laughs> possible minute we have. It's just like everything just gets you know, it used to be that like on Sunday, I, I remember I, it was like on Sunday, <laughs> if we didn't have 13 minutes of show, we were screwed. Yeah. Right. Or actually, no, it was like 18. We had to have like on it Sunday, was, we'd have to have like 18 minutes. It was just numbers. There were these numbers we had to hit. And those numbers have just slowly come down and down and down to where like now it's Sunday. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's Sunday. We only have 10 minutes of show, but we'll figure it out Monday. And, so you're like the yeah. kids in college with the term paper that you're totally. starting as late as possible. 100%. 100%. Trey was like, Trey and I were both like do the term paper the morning of. Set the set the alarm for three thirty. Get up, have some coffee. Well, the most, do a term paper. The most painful class. part of it is committing to something. You know, you sit there in the room and you're like, "Well, this could be funny, or this could be funny," and making that decision of which way to go. Like, and at least we're in this microcosm where we only have six days. Yeah. Because otherwise, we would just work for ten years on the same movie. You know, because it it really is like there's so much writer's block of just like, oh, these are. 
you could do it this way or you could do it this way. I don't know which is right. And so I'll just wait to the last possible second to make that choice. And in the meantime, yeah, but it's, it's all feedback too. You know, you want to do a little scene and watch something you've talked about and watch the scene and be like, Oh, that is funny. You know? And, and there's a little bit of magic that happens. Being able to, being able to, unlike other animated shows, being able to do something, look at it. Okay. That works. That doesn't. Let's do more of that tonight. You know, that let's follow that through. Oh, let's do two, let's do two callbacks to that. Like that kind of, sculpting and kind yeah. of going back and layering is fun do you feel kinship with some of these other shows that have been on for a while and have had to go through the ebbs and flows or you don't care like who you I don't know even, like simpsons has been on forever but i guess different people are are yeah, running I mean, it, it at this point different. family feels, guy's been on for a while it, it's weird and it maybe the yeah i don't the only the kinship i it's it's not i i don't think it's really there in a big way but it's funny getting to know bill Hader. And I think I understand the SNL, both the appeal and how hard it is to do that show. And yeah. like, we're very, very different, but I guess that's the position we put ourselves in is that kind of almost live performance. Well, and sometimes there'll be a big thing that happens in the world and you're like, okay, and we're doing shows. So it's like, okay, we're probably going to do that. We do have to think of like, okay, what's SNL going to do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause, cause we have to kind of, we do come to the office on Sunday morning, like this season yeah. where it's like, you're doing a lot of they, you know, you look, okay, what, what happened last night on SNL? What did they just so again so we don't do the same thing because yeah. we're yeah. obviously all sniffing around the we're all living through this so you don't have to worry about them doing the Caitlyn Jenner stuff I don't no <laughs> they didn't have her running over people in her car are you worried that there's not going to be a season twenty one because of a writer strike or no well we're not we're not strike, union so, so we're fine it's just me and Trey and Vernon yeah oh <laughs> yeah there's no any thoughts so. on the writer strike <laughs> I don't know man, we talked about a lot about yeah, the last writer strike remember because oh, yeah. both we you and I thought it was a bad idea and I think it was it was a terrible terrible idea. I'm not so sure this time. I don't know enough about it, but it does seem like the thing that I was, the thing that I didn't buy about the last writer's strike is they were striking for those internet dollars that weren't there yet. Yeah. And they are there now, I feel yes. like for, so it's different now. So, but I don't know the, I don't know the merits of the strike, but la the last one was a disaster. Yeah. The last strike I wrote about it some, and I remember we talked about it and I never understood because I knew just from my ESPN experience that nobody could figure out how to monetize anything online yet. Right, we knew and, too. Yeah, and it was like yeah. you're striking for stuff that they don't have answers for, and don't do this now. Wait until some of the answers come. But I don't know. It just seemed like it was being driven from a certain group, and then things take hold, and all of a sudden, people are out there holding picket signs. It was like, we're, yeah, we had, we had friends that went to the the vote and they got drunk before. Remember that? Some yeah. Rally? yeah, I think it was like fun to go. I think it was people were pissed off about what they saw. It was an inequality, but they. It was this too early. Time around, but this time, do you think it's different? Do you think it's different? I now? do because I the whole motto is so different. I think the danger of it is when when you strike, you give them a chance to reset the infrastructure again. Because last time it was like the greatest thing that ever happened to Hollywood. They mm -hmm. completely changed the system that just wasn't beneficial to the people that actually were spending the money. They were able to get rid of all these deals, all these development deals. They change the pilot process and all that stuff. So I wonder this time around, if you give people a chance to reset, how will they reset it this time? And will that be a good thing? I would say it's dangerous. Uh, yeah, I'd say that the Netflix, the Netflix model of like pay everybody out, no residuals. Like that's the, that would win. It seems, it seems like, like that's winning right now. And I'm not sure. I'm sure that's like gotta be the central. I mean, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. I don't even know what the strike's about, but it does seem like that the, that the business has changed a bunch since the last strike and mostly about the primacy of 
television and shorter and, series. That's an issue. Yeah, that's like, an issue. And syndication's less important than it was yeah. on what basic television. TV. What the definition of television is now? I don't Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, all of that stuff. It's just it does feel different. It does feel like in about five years, Netflix, Facebook, and Amazon will just and Apple, Google, Hulu. What do you mean? Maybe big, Hulu. It'll just be like seven companies controlling everything. Yes, yeah, so Amazon, Facebook, yeah, Google, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft. Like, that's it. Amazon could just look around and go, "We're going to get into ticketing," and then there's like, "Well, like yeah, two, yeah. I, Ticketmaster, we're <clears throat> taking this." Two yeah. or three years ago, like we, even two or three years ago, because we've been wanting to do another movie basically since yeah. since Book of Mormon. We don't know what the movie is, but we when we talk, we're like, yeah, maybe it'd be great to do another movie because I said we kind of started in film, yeah, and two or three years ago, four years ago, or whatever. Not re- relatively recently, the feeling was, remember there was this couple of years where like you couldn't get a $20 million movie made. Right. You can make huge, huge franchise. You can get seven Transformers movies greenlit right. or at the same time, but you can't get this, these little movies. And then all of a sudden in the last like three years, it feels totally different because of Amazon, because of Netflix. Like people yep. are doing real cool documentaries for them, real cool narrative films that are like a million, two million, five million dollars budgets, right? Ten million, you know, relatively small. Um, and they're getting and they're like winning all the Oscars and it's like they're all it's it's incredible. And I feel like some at some part of that is just Jeff Bezos could just go, let's spend like five hundred million dollars in movies. I don't know, just see. Like and when it's like pocket change to Amazon and completely transforms the the film industry from 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 people like our perspective. Like Holy shit, we could go make a fight. You know, we could get the money to go do a $5 million Netflix movie. Netflix has kind of started doing that. I mean, they've definitely yeah. changed indies. Indies, they just yeah. go and they buy, and all of a sudden, this, they spend 100000 on a movie, and you sell yep. it for a million bucks. You don't have to worry about whether people are going to see it. And yeah, it's just like, it's just there. I feel like the stupid studios just, again, gave them a whole, like, didn't, there's this whole kind of industry there. And it's all of our friends that make movies, all the people we know are like, Netflix will give me money. I'm going to go make something great for them. And they will like, let you do it. It's they like, just cut a check. Yeah. yeah. It seems like this has been happening now for almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if yeah. you're a creative person, you had your dream project, go to Netflix, talk them into it. Yep. I, do I it. didn't, I didn't really get it while they were doing it. It looked like a vanity thing, but I was really, really smart of them to do the house of cards thing and the transparent yeah. thing to, to go and to win awards you just like actors and directors and producers, like they, they don't want to go spend a year of their life on something that isn't seen in the same. They want to, and I don't think they need to win an award, but they don't want to not, they want to be respected. It's it crazy how well that worked. You know, remember the Yankees and the Red Sox in the early two thousands when they had more money than everyone else. And they're yep. like, I need a, I need a number one starter. I'm going to get that yeah. guy. It does feel like that's where this is going. Like Netflix is like, we should get into stand-up comedies. Yeah, and they just go and they get Chappelle yeah, and they get yeah. Amy Schumer. They just Chris yeah. Rock, the best ones. It's like, like here's hundred yeah. billion dollars. Oh, we just now we own stand-up comedies. Yeah. All here's right, some, what's next? Here's some change laying on the ground. We'll yeah. go and just like own that space, and then Amazon, all of us instantly go, okay, that's that makes great. total sense. Great, that's fine. So basically, you're announcing your new Netflix deal. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Netflix. it's, it's just changing. So it's just changing so fast that now I just think that's really interesting that they, the film industry now seems like all of a sudden kind of to me, like interesting again. Would you rather release a movie in the theater or finish a movie? And all of a sudden the next day it's up on Netflix or Amazon or wherever. I really care. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd like to be in a theater. Old school. No, I get, I get, I get why people are old school about it, romantic about it, or that, that 
you know, one of the things that I think Netflix did it wrongly at first, but like, I do think as they get into you, okay, so this is the difference. So this is why it took so long. This isn't just like, the reason is because they wouldn't pay for content before, right? Yeah. And this is what I'm saying is they, they talked about all the algorithms that they use and they talked about all that stuff that all that user data, how they're going to eat everyone's lunch with that. And so we heard about that for a few years and then they ended up just going to Sundance buying movies, you know what I mean? Right. Like everybody else from the, from not algorithms, but from people that know movies and how they bought the Sandler thing I thought was fascinating. Yeah. They just, they just looked at it and they looked at what their habits of their, of their viewers were. Yeah. And their viewers loved Adam Sandler movies. And Sarandos was just like, we should just give that guy a four movie deal and yeah. he could just make these movies for yeah, us. So and that's is that, it. Is that cool or not? I don't know. Like, is I, that, it's, it's a, it's one of the reasons we're probably going to have a strike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sandler. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I mean, personally, I'm fine with Adam Sandler movies to not be around and to be on Netflix over there. Like, but I don't know. Everybody else can, can find it there. Were you, was, was there like 10% of you guys that were nostalgic slash jealous slash whatever when Hamilton took off? Because it kind of married when the Book of Mormon took off and it was really yeah, the first Hamilton. kind of phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, what is that? What's with that? Okay, good. Maybe 20%? Yeah. Oh, no, no it's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's that feeling of recognition yeah. of like, and I've seen it, I've seen it twice. I saw it off Broadway and on Broadway and it's unbelievably great. It's like, deserves every bit of it. There's a little bit of that, the sports analogy the old quarterback it's like looking back at the young quarterback you know you can't that that's not you but you recognize they're going through this ride or something that's even more meteoric and more yeah. you know incredible um uh yeah but it's like good jealousy i don't know you know what i mean because really you're great. probably one of the well, only you're the only two people that could even understand what that's like when it's like you spent all this time doing something you throw it out in the world and then it's like boom yeah. Yeah. And, it and just, then it everyone's just like, can I have tickets? Going. Can I have tickets? Can I have tickets? And that's your yeah. life for the next two years. Yeah. And then it just, and it just keeps going. Like we were just in, uh, we were just in Australia for the premiere in, in Melbourne. And it of was Book of Mormon. Just, of Book of Mormon. And, it, and it's just, it's just crazy that like, you know, there we are again, just watching that same show and watching a whole bunch of people. Oh, wow. This is, oh man, that's so funny. Yeah. It's like to us, it's like, man, that's eight years ago, you know, seven years How ago. How many countries has it been in now? Uh, to just UK, UK and yeah. UK and Australia. And pretty much every state, and yeah, there's been a road tour going around. There's a there's a road tour going around right now. I'm not even sure where it is. No, it's it's like Trey said. It's totally weird. It's like you do it, and then you sort of it's out. It's like sending a kid off to college. Yeah, yeah, and you can't you can't micromanage. And it was something we got told kind of by some the Broadway veterans. They said, you know, you it it's hard because you know at South Park you can control every single line and every single thing. You can make it exactly how you want it. At least you know the time constraints. But then and then it's out there. And with Book of Mormon, it's just like, you know, it's going on right now. It's going to, in New York, it's going to start in half an hour. And, and you know, just just the the idea of that. And we probably don't even know anyone yeah. in the cast. No. It's you know what I mean? Huge. And it's like we, and we haven't worked with them or anything. And like, <laughs> it's just, it's, I mean, it's just. It's you show like, up, they're shocked you're there. What are you guys yeah, doing? It's kind of how it is. Just, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. like, hey, hey guys. Oh my God. I hope it's sort of what we wanted. Yeah. But, you know, it's like. <laughs> it's crazy if you guys do anything to fuck with brady with like movie or musical i'm gonna be really upset oh we are we're doing we have, tom one, brady we, have do wind, we have a good tom brady joke we have a good, any, we have any a good belichick and tom brady them. joke in our we just video wrote a great, great song yeah. called liar liar pants on fire <laughs> and uh we have some burning pants i'm gonna be very upset please don't do that all right so you're back in august there was no chance of you guys just packing it in 
Uh, probably not this season, but um, yeah, we'll make it through this season. Least. Least. I think we'll yeah. get it through this one at least. Could this be the last <laughs> season? No, I mean we well we have a contract for three more years, yeah. so we're going to try to make it. When, you, when you're not feeling anymore, that's going to be it. Yeah, yeah. I don't see you guys doing a season because yeah, but we're never feeling it when we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always sort of afterwards that we're like, oh, I'm glad we did that. Yeah. Right. That's why I think that's why you hear us like a little bit like bummed out about season twenty because I think usually we we're really in it and we hate it and then we get done in a month later we're like that was really cool I'm, I like that and then season twenty I think we're looking back and going I think it just feels like it was really really hard yeah and yeah but you guys say hard you, to do and you compare it to great. sports right and each one's like a season and you look back like Trump is kind of like a sprained MCL yeah yeah or it's like, like a, or it's like a like torn rotator rotator strike or something yeah, or some lucky team that gets 25 points in yeah, a quarter like, and a half yeah. and like takes your takes your Super Bowl from yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lose the coin flip yeah <laughs> goes wrong. you get all the way to the Super Bowl and lose you know god I don't I don't I don't think they recover from that no oh I, I, it's just like there's no way if you're there's no way that coach at some point doesn't go and all right i'm gonna watch the tape this one time and then it's just, uh, you know, it's just having a yeah. stroke <laughs> all the ways it could have gone wrong all right matt and trey cool good thank luck you this so is much. fun i'm glad we finally did yeah, this thank too. you cool thank you thanks so much to books remember sending flowers has always been the best way to show someone you care but it isn't always easy or satisfying thankfully books.com is a better way to buy flowers with fully transparent pricing an easy shopping experience and an incredible selection starting at 40 dollars. show every mom in your life that you care with flowers from the Books Company. It's a special offer. You can order now for my listeners. Get 20% off. Hurry, flowers will sell out. Don't wait. Visit books.com and our code Bill for 20% off your Mother's Day purchase. That is B-O-U-Q-S.com. Code Bill at checkout. Don't forget to subscribe to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, our new gambling podcast. Cousin Sal is blowing up. Listen to it this week. The BS Podcast will be back later in the week. Hopefully, I will have a column on TheRinger.com as well. Thanks again to Matt and Trey. That was great. Talk to you on Friday.